Welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with CPA and Personal Financial Specialist, Phil Putney. Now let's get rolling with today's show. Hey everybody, welcome into Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Phil and I back once again to do a little pop quiz here on the program. Uh, Phil, did you like pop quizzes when you were in school? Were you a fan? A- absolutely not. No? Nobody seems <laughs> I, I, to I'm a planner. You know, I like to yeah. know what's coming. So. Yeah. Nobody seems yeah. to be a fan of the pop quiz. No, uh, no. Pop, pop quizzes are never, never no. good. No. Well, we want pull out to, a sheet of paper, put all the books away and pull out a sheet of paper, right? Sure. It was the thing. So like, ah, oh, well, we'll we make go. it easy. It's, it's multiple choice. Does that help? That, that helps. That helps. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, so what we're going to do is I want to uh, folks play along with us, right? So if you're watching sure. the video or if you're listening to the podcast, whatever the case is, however form you're, you know, uh, consuming this, uh, it should be pretty easy. Just have a little fun with it. It's only five questions, but play along and see if you can get an A plus on our uh, retirement pop quiz. And if not, well, then, you know, maybe it's time to might, might have some studying to do, right? You know, to address some of these things. Uh, maybe uh, bring the uh, teacher an apple and, you know, <laughs> that's a thing anymore. Probably not. Uh, but, uh, you know, address some of the things. And so hopefully we'll have a little bit of fun with this. So we'll just jump sure. in and knock it out, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Uh, question number one, Phil Putney. At what age should people start saving for retirement? A, when you begin working. B, when you buy your first home. Or C, once you've paid off all your debt. This is always the uh, the interesting question because people often think, well, I've got to, you know, I get this, I got to get done. And once gotta the kids are through school or once they're, that. you know, and it's, it's, I always throw back, it's, it's kind of that old adage, when's the right time to plant a tree, you know, now, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, so yeah, you, 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 it would have been better 10 years ago, but sorry, you can't do that. So it's today. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, as soon as you start working um, and I mean, I even For many of us, we do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The the younger generation. I mean, that that is the best time to start because you you get into a habit and then start increasing it over time. And, and, and it's like most things, the small mm-hmm. increments like that, you don't notice the difference. And you you'll thank yourself years down the road when your you future self much, will thank you. Yeah. That's right. Once you've accumulated this amount of money versus, you know, those individuals that decided, well, I'm gonna wait till this is done or I get the house or you know, the kids are through school or whatever the case Always is, how I can start saving. Yeah. And it's, it's just time value of money and that compounding effect. I mean, it yep. takes a long time to catch up later. Yeah. I mean, you start can, early, you, start, you know, just at the edge of what makes yeah. you uncomfortable maybe and, and yeah. get used to it and, and grow it from there. So you can maybe make the argument, Phil, uh, for B, you know, after you buy your first home, if you're trying to save for the first home yeah, and, and you were doing it early on, but then again, like anything, you know, nowadays, or especially right now, if you're a younger person trying to buy your first home, you probably can't afford it anyway, right? right. Uh, if you're so priced out. So, you know, it's the same with the debt thing. There's always going to be something in life. So you're better off. Yes. You know, if you've got the job that's allowing you to save, start saving, start paying your future self, just make it easy. Your future yeah. self will thank you for sure. And, and start small. And a lot of plans today actually have a, a default plan in it that once you are eligible, Mm-hmm. Um, by default, they're going to put you in the plan at a, at a minimum level, typically around a 3% contribution, Yeah, which yeah. I think is a right. good thing because yeah, it absolutely. hurts people out. They don't realize, you know, and at the end of the day, it's, you're not going to miss it. You know, it, it's a, a small amount, trick, right? And yeah. once you've done that, it's, it's easy to just increase it a little each year. Mm-hmm. You know, oftentimes I hear if you get a raise, make sure you're giving yourself a raise and contribute more, you yep. know, so it starts helping 
build that retirement. Yep, so. exactly. Exactly. So pretty yep. easy, uh, you know, multiple choice there. Try mm -hmm. to do it as soon as possible. Begin once you begin working, but as soon as you can, that's probably yep. the best. Uh, number two, which of these is the best estimate of how much you'll, uh, how much income you'll need in retirement, Phil? Sure. A, 50% of your current income. B, 85% of your current income, C, 100% of your current income, or D, none of the above? Um, it, it depends, right? Um, <laughs> the, the, the financial advisor's uh, infamous response, it right? It, it depends. Yeah. General rule of thumb, I would say between 85 and 100%. I was going to say, let's, let's break it down real quick. 85 Less, is the one yeah. we hear, right? That's yeah, the... 80, somewhere in the 85 to 100%. I, yeah. The way I look at it is this. I mean, it's what lifestyle do you want to maintain? You know, are, are, are you comfortable with the lifestyle you have today? Yeah. And is that what you want to have in retirement? And if that's the case, then you're probably at 100% of what you have as your net spendable income today. Right. Now, there's some caveats to that, right? I mean, there's obviously the mortgage. We talked about that. If if the mortgage is part of that amount you have today and it's going to be paid off, well, then you can reduce that, you know? Right. Um, if you have college, you know, these larger expenses or things like that, that you're paying on that you won't have in retirement, mm -hmm. then you can always make adjustments for that. Cause we are going to have some of those things typically, but right. in general, um, this is one of the areas that, that often I see gets underestimated by, significant amounts. In fact, yeah. I was just meeting with a, a prospective client um, before the show today. And that's a question I ask, what do you think you need in retirement? You know, what, what's your net spendable income you want on a monthly basis? Mm -hmm. You know, and they're running through the numbers and say, I, I think about 3000 would be good. Okay. I'm like, really? Okay, well, let's, let's look at your tax return. And that's typically by default, where I go is let's run through the tax return. What did you make? Yeah. What, what taxes did you pay to come down to here's the net spendable income you had? And they had like 6,000 a month coming in. So my question is, well, okay, so you only need three, but you got six today. So you're, you're saving 3,000 a month? Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> right. Okay, well, let's just think this through because, right, if you want yeah. three, but you're spending six today, are you going to cut your lifestyle in half? Is that what yeah. you want to do? Yeah. No. Well, no. It, yeah. Okay. And unfortunately, it's one of those things that you tell me a low number, oh, the plan works great, you know, and like yeah. in their scenario, yeah, you don't have to worry about anything. You've got more social security coming in and you're fine, you know, but that's not the lifestyle you want to maintain. So do you, don't do yourself a favor. Don't underestimate this number. Yeah. In fact, I would say if you're going to do anything, overestimate it because you're retired. Yeah. You know, it, it's vacation. Yeah, exactly. You, you have more time. If golf is your thing, you're probably going to want to golf more. Okay. Well, that costs money. You know, yeah. I mean, whatever your hobby is, you have more time to do it. It's going to cost more. Yeah. So I was going to say, do you find most people kind of try to lowball the number when they, when they first kind of working with you because they, All the they time. want to make yeah. sure that it works, I guess, or whatever reason. Well, no. And it's just human nature. Okay. I mean, in our class, we, um, part of the class homework, so to speak, if you want to call it, we have a budget worksheet. Yeah. And it just walks you through, well, here's the various types of expenses and you'll list them down you go through and, you know, I've had clients do it and inevitably everyone underestimates it because we'll, they'll yeah. do that or they'll give me a number, but we always come back to the tax return and, and run that exercise and say, okay, well, this is reality. This is where you're yeah. at today. How, how can we reconcile this? What, what's the difference? 
So. You know, I see a question like this and it's like, you know, 85% is the kind of old school tried mm -hmm. and true number that we'd hear. Well, when you get to retirement, you'll need about 85% of your, your right. income. And it makes me think about those. You and I were just talking about going to islands, uh, Aruba, Hawaii, yep. whatever, right yep. before we started taping. And it makes me think about those little puddle jumpers. Uh, and when you get on those little prop planes, they ask you how each person, how much you weigh. Yeah. And, and you go, why? And they go, so we know how much gas to put in. That's right. And, and there's this great comedian who goes, we'll fill it up. <laughs> That's how much you put in. I don't I'll How much does the thing hold? Let's put Here's it on my the credit ice. card. Let's fill it up. Right. Uh, you know, obviously it takes, you know, you have to, the plane has to have enough, you know, power to get up. And so there's weights, an important factor, but we right. kind of think about that funny analogy to go, I don't want 85% of the gas in the plane. that's taking me someplace. Yeah. I want a hundred percent. I want to make it. <laughs> yeah, I want to make it where I'm going. So same kind of idea. So there yeah, you I mean, you don't want to get into retirement planning on 3000 and you get in there and everything works great. And then you retire and yeah. a year later, you realize you're spending six yeah. in the plan that worked great at three doesn't work at six. Doesn't now you're going to run out of money in 15 years. Now, yeah. what are you going to do? You're retired. Exactly. You know, yeah. exactly. you got to totally change the plan. So don't underestimate this number. It's um, probably the, the biggest mistake I see in planning for retirement is underestimating what you need. Great point. All right. Question number three, Phil, you're doing fantastic on this. Big All surprise, right. right? You're a financial guy. Uh, number three, which of these do you find that retirees fear the most? going to be pretty easy, I think. Yep. A, not leaving enough behind to the kids. B, running out of money. Or C, needing nursing home care. Um, I would say the, I mean, the, the biggest concern is the running out of money. Is you B, know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It kind of affects it, them it, all though, right? I mean, if you have enough you know, money. It absolutely does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that longevity, um, running out of money is kind of high, tied hand in hand. And right. it's, it's one of those risk multipliers, so to speak, yep. we talk about in retirement that, I mean, the longer you the, the longer you live, the more risk comes with that nursing home care. I mean, the longer mm -hmm. you live, the, yep. the higher probability is that you're going to need care. Yep. You know, the, the longer you live, the inflation affects you more taxes. I mean, it just, yep. it multiplies all the, the, you know, the effects of it down the road. So yeah. that comes into the other mistake. A lot of times that I see made when you get into retirement is underestimating life expectancy, you know, oh, my parents only lived to the mid seventies. I don't think I'm going to make it hard. that long, you know, yeah. which is, it's a hard discussion. It um, is. Uh, and I've shared many times on the program, so I won't get into it too far, but I'm one of those people. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to live too long into my seventies, but I'm not planning that way. Because if I'm wrong, I'm not going to be a happy camper either. So Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you have to look at family history, your own medical conditions. Right. And don't just look at you. Look at the couple. I mean, that's the other thing. Because, you can't. Yeah, for a married exactly. couple, you never look at just one of the spouses. You have to look out of the two. Sorry, you babe. Know, I spent it all. See you. That's right. Who has the probability of making it to, you know, whatever the, the longest age is. And right. yeah, like in your case, that's ah, not my problem. I'm gone. So I'm gone. See you. <laughs> Have fun with that. Yeah. Not cool. Right. Not cool. No, not, not a good, not, not a good plan. I don't not think your plan. wife would appreciate right. that. So. Uh, so yeah, pretty easy running out of money B. Mm -hmm. uh, number four, which of these examples best represents a diversified retirement plan? We had a little fun with these. Uh, sure. A, a mix of 60% stocks and 40% bonds, the traditional 60-40 split. Yep. B, three rental houses, one in Novi, one over in Beverly Hills, you know, one in, uh, uh, give me a Westland. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Uh, up in Westland. Uh, and then a significant amount of cash in the bank. That's B. Okay. Uh, uh, so three, three rental homes and the cash. I got off on a tangent there. Uh, or C, 10 to 12 different mutual funds. 
or D, none of the above? I would say none of the above. I mean, it's, you know, so the 60, 40, that's a default. It's the easy one thinks, to go oh, to. That's where, you know, yeah. and I mean, it may be. So what's the ideal uh, diversified retirement plan? It, it kind of depends on two things. Number one, risk, mm-hmm. you know, what you're comfortable with. And, and unfortunately that that's getting uh, tested here this year. You know, everyone is realizing what risk is again. Yeah. Um, and, and then the other thing is the need for risk. You know, how much how much do you need to grow the money in the plant to make your plan work? Um, and, and not that you should invest aggressively because I need to do that. Maybe you need to make some adjustments in the plan because it's not wise to do that. Right. But having that risk position, and we've talked about this a lot with the buckets and, and how you want to make sure you're positioning money you know, in that and having our, our soon bucket money we're spending in the next 10 years, make sure that's a lower risk, low volatility. So as you're going through markets like this, you're not spending from it. The, the later yeah. bucket, you can have more risk in that. Right. You know, so let's, but let's touch on B because, you know, there's people that real estate was their thing. And that's my dad. I mean, he, sure. real estate was his thing. That's what he did. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but you got to understand there, there's can be some big concerns there. You know, so what we just went through the pandemic, you know, there was this little thing of that rent, um, you know, where they couldn't, uh, you, they you couldn't evict people and they didn't have to pay and you couldn't but evict you still them. owed the mortgage. You still owe the mortgage. Yeah. You had to pay the property taxes, the insurance. And, you know, so if that's where your retirement income's coming from, mm-hmm. what if that happens again? Yeah. You know, what, what, what does that look like for you now? Yeah. You've got money in the bank, which that's that, good to have yeah, that it was cushion. Probably dra- it was drained paying those. But yeah. Bills. You're oh. exactly. You're now using that, not, not only to supplement your own income, but now you're having to, to fund these well, houses so that, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it just understand pros and cons and, and risks. Not that I'm against real estate, um, but I, I you know, and it's a portion of it could be a portion it, of an overall strategy for a particular yes. person. Same thing with the mutual fund one, right? Yeah. It, it's not an example. It, it's probably in a divorce, a diversified portfolio, excuse me. Uh, yeah. But it, just 10 to 12 of their own is probably not what you need specifically because more than likely, Phil, we've talked about it all the time. They're probably yeah. all the same thing. At the end of the day, when you put it all together and look through the funds into what's owned, yeah, what, that's really what matters. And I mean, if they're all, you know, 10 to 12 large, large cap, cap growth mutual funds, well, then no, you don't have diversification. No. It's the yeah, same, same thing. thing. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, it's not the number of, it's looking at what you have. Yeah. So really it comes down to don't get tied up with one of these three. Look at what do I need in risk, you yeah. know, for growth in the portfolio? What am I comfortable with to make my plan work? Then come back to, okay, now that I understand those, how do I make that work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think and, trick- I mean, if you've got real estate, that's something to consider because yeah. do you sell it? Do you keep it? There's tax implications, you know, on both sides of it. So you've sure. got to walk through those numbers too, but. I think the tricky one on this was A. It's easy to jump yeah. on A and oh, go, yeah. oh, well, the 60-40 split. That's a great way to go uh, because it has been a, a very traditional thing for a long time. But Until you know, this year. <laughs> until this year, right. So it, Yeah, where that, that, that 40%, the, the more conservative part of the portfolio lost a substantial amount of money. Yeah. You know, so exactly. I mean, it did not if, buffer the, yeah. the stock side of the portfolio as it's typically done in the past. And here's a diversification conversation as well, and then we'll do the final one, Phil. But if yeah. that 60% of the stocks was all tech heavy, boy, oh, yeah. you you bad really, shape right now, right? Yeah. The target date funds, um, I think, have, you know, in light of that whole 60-40 concept, um, ha- have made this too easy where people almost yeah. forget what risk is because 
oh, I'll go into a you know 2025 target date fund. That's got to well, be pretty I will, conservative. I will say, though, my brother's they target would, date fund, who's at the the 20, uh, what's the next one, 2025, uh, okay. because he's 62 or whatever, he was surprised he hadn't lost as much with the recent downturns as he was expecting to. Okay. Uh, so he was fairly... But again, when we started going through it, he was in a lot of the sectors on it were not in as much of the stuff that was taking a beating. So kudos to that particular fund. Right. Uh, but that's not always the case. And of course, as no. we've talked about, Phil, they're usually also fee heavy. So I understand the pros and the cons. Yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, uh, this was, again, this was a tricky one because it was kind of mm -hmm. like, well, there's an easy answer in there, but really probably none of the above. Is, is that the right answer? Yeah. yeah. Get a customized strategy for what you need because what you need, Phil, is different than what I need and what your dad needed and so on and so forth. So, right. Yep. Uh, all right. Number five, final one here. To make sure you do not run out of money in retirement, only withdraw blank percent from your portfolio each year. Would that be A, 1%, B, 4%, C, 6%, or D, just find a different strategy altogether? <laughs> Personally, I would go with D, find a different strategy because it, it – and we've talked about this before of the, yeah. the rules of thumb in retirement, right? I mean, the, the rule of thumb has always been that 4%. Rule. 4%. Well, I mean, that's got tested and said, well, it's it really like 2.8, you know, yeah. <clears throat> and it's probably if you ran it again today, it would be less than that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it really comes down to that different strategy. So yeah. coming back to risk, you know, what is your risk? And then making sure you're, you're positioning assets the right way, you mm -hmm. know, um, having that. And again, back to our scenario, the soon and later buckets. Um, is our approach to it where you're, you've got the risk in the right bucket right. where you're not touching the money. So it's not going to affect you today, but yet you've got some money that's keeping up with inflation or, you know, general long-term inflation, not necessarily what we go through in spikes like we've seen recently, um, but have a strategy that matches the plan. And, and here it really comes back to rather than just say, oh, I've got a million dollars. I can take, you know, 4%, 40,000 out a year. That sounds good. Let's go. Yeah. No, have a plan. What do you need? I mean Sure, if you're doing fit in all the other pieces. Yeah, so. if you're doing some napkin math real quick, yeah, sure, fine. Uh, but to your point, if it's more like a 2.8% rule now because of things being changed, can you survive yeah. on 28 grand? Right. You know, so yeah. is it 28 grand or do you have a million or do you owe Uncle Sam? Right. Exactly. How much of that is really yours if it's all yeah. IRA money? Right. So. so, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of, to your point, I mean, it, it's, it's a good, you know, I call it like this kind of putting your thumb on and say, yeah, I think we're in the ballpark, you know, yeah. getting an idea. Of, am I getting close? You know, having it as your plan to say, I'm done. I'm retiring based on that. No, I would never yeah. do that. You're, yeah. If you're out to dinner with the wife or the husband, whatever the case is, and you're like, Hey, yeah. you know, four, you know, we're doing some quick conversation and we're like, yeah, 40 grand, you know, we got a million. Sure. Uh, that's fine for that quick conversation. I think but we're then, getting close. Maybe we should look at this and see, is it but time? Then yeah. Let's go talk to Phil, right? Then let's get yep. on the calendar with somebody with Phil, someone like Phil, a qualified professional uh, to make sure. So there you go, folks. How did you do uh, with the quiz? Did you, did you do pretty well? Did you, some of these were kind of easy. Some of these a little bit more complicated. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, how'd you score? Did you do all right? Did you play along? If not, go back and check it out again. Play along, see how you do. And if you do need help, please check with your professional before you take any action on any of the strategies. If you don't have a professional, reach out to Phil or somebody like Phil, a qualified professional who can help you get to and through retirement. As always, you can reach out to Phil at 248-888-7530. He is a CPA and a personal financial specialist. And you can also stop by the website, 
philstaxhacks.com. That's philstaxhacks.com. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartStitcher, YouTube, uh, all that kind all of stuff. All the various platforms. All yeah. the various stuff. So we're going to let you go. Thanks for hanging out, my friend. I appreciate Thanks. you playing the game. Uh, you aced it. So good job. All right. We'll see have you next day. time. You have a good day as well. We'll see you next time here on Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement yeah. facts. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.